0: Nationwide, everybody knows my name. They're like, Mama, that's Kenny Montgomery. He sings that song we like. Yeah, yeah boy, that's me. Roll out the trailer, I'm flossing. Huh. Them Hoosier tires glossing. Yeah. Them cold kind, we're tossing. Right. They know I came to wreck it, yet I rarely bring out a caution. Yeah. I hit the high side. Boy, I park parking for Brian Clausen. Huh. I do them like. Kyle Welcome to Throttled Insideers. Up the Podcast. Throttled Up will be a weekly
1: podcast featuring Matt and Dustin. We plan to discuss the legendary Brownstown Speedway, along with other local dirt tracks, Eldora, Salem Speedway, and all of your IndyCar and NASCAR news. Don't miss an episode of Throttled Up, the podcast.
0: Hey, Mo, are you going to win it? Yeah, I hope y'all brought some stamps, because y'all know I'm about to send it on me. Dirt, 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 I'm all about that. Dirt. Throwing. Dirt, 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 I missed that. Dirt, 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 dirt. Gotta back. I'm a it. dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Hey. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace. So, dirt, dirt,
1: dirt, dirt, dirt. I missed that. Welcome back dirt, to Throttled Up the Podcast. Um, it is World 100 week in the, uh, the world of dirt track racing. Um, in- and, and we're home and we're home uh got jobs looks like rain but i'm knocking on wood that it's gonna be it's gonna be dry for everybody headed over to eldora for the world 100 um so but i i did see the throttled up um in-house meteorologist posted right before i got on uh that would be uh nathan bowling yeah
2: like four inches of rain this weekend yeah it
1: didn't look good so but I won't uh I won't throw it out as a negative yet. We'll see what happens. But before we get started and we introduce our guest tonight, let's talk about our sponsors first and foremost in the fastlaneproductions.com. Um it is the place to go and watch uh racing action from Brownstown Speedway. Uh if you haven't got a premium account, get one. If it does rain out racing around the uh, the the Midwest this weekend like it's looking, be a great time to go back and watch some races uh on in the com. I uh I had to shout out to Ryan Bowling tonight because once again I've forgotten my password and couldn't log in. I had to tell him that he's not going to be happy he gave me a cell phone number because it's almost a every two or three weeks i have to have my
2: password reset yeah, me too I, I don't know why that is but i tell him that too that either i can't remember it or it don't doesn't work anymore so. but he's
1: making me feel better because he keeps acting like it's a problem on his end i don't believe it is i think it's a personal problem but he keeps hey, helping me
2: and, and i just want to say for this weekend with with the world 100 if you can't afford to go over there and you do buy the pay-per-view on dirt on dirt ryan bowling We'll be doing some of the videoing there. So Absolutely. You know, we will get the the talents of Ryan Bowling there on the pay per view with Dirt on Dirt because I know they hire him out for those big shows also.
1: And unfortunately that is uh that's probably looking like my plan as to uh to be watching it on pay per view, unfortunately, but uh that'll probably be the plan going forward. So, go ahead, I'll throw it over to you for Schaefer Photos and Custom Tees. Yeah, Tee. next
2: one's gonna be Schaefer Photo and Custom Tees. Um uh, that's the place for any race fan to get racing memorabilia mark and jamie schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like from prints keychains magnets buttons and much more stop by the schaefer photo and custom tees booth and let bronze bobby know what they can do for you
1: and you can always check them out at uh schaefer11.smugmug.com and see all of the past
2: photos that he's put together And we actually all of us was looking at him earlier tonight while we were sitting here waiting to uh to come on there so
1: absolutely we were finding people that other people don't even know but they made it to victory lane, and their photos. Victory lane photos so <laughs> yeah uh, colton had some some people step in <laughs> next time colton's in victory lane i'm gonna be in it just because <laughs> now now i know it's an open invitation
2: hey the more the merrier <laughs> our, our next sponsor is brownstown speedway you know jim price and brownstown speedway you know every saturday night pretty much you can go over there for uh, racing action i mean every class we have over there is Stacked deep with competition and i mean it is the premier dirt track of southern indiana so and the big one is coming up i mean there
1: every race every week is a big week at brown speedway i'm yes. not putting that down but jackson 100 weekend is a step up i mean i think we'd be crazy not to sit here and say jackson 100 weekend's a big deal you got the bowman 50 on friday night uh which is the crate late models uh kind of you know jackson uh big time race and then obviously the supers there on on saturday night with the jackson 100
2: yeah also with the indiana pro late models on friday night we're gonna have the pure stocks hornets and the king of the tqs there on the 21st
1: which is a heck of a show on a friday night
2: and the lucas oil cars will qualify friday night also and then saturday night it's going to be your lucas oil late models modifieds and super stocks all on saturday night that weekend so always a fun weekend you know, Jackson 100 weekend at Brownstown Speedway. Absolutely. Next sponsor,
1: Miller's Termite and Pest Control. It's the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can keep your bu- keep bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control email at pest underscore n underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at
2: 812-767-5657. Also, Billy Bad Fast Performance. Uh, By racers, for racers, Billy Bad Fast Performance is your source for new and used racing parts and supplies. They're currently stocking Schaefer's oil products, front and rear bumpers, and door bars for your late model or modified. If they don't have it, they can find it. Give them a call today at 517-9393.
1: Next up is P3 Graphics. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports, wraps, and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. Give them a try on your next project and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook at the P3 Graphics page. Find out more information at P3Graphics.com. Also, Tommy Taylor, Farm Bureau Insurance. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. He can provide you with auto, home life, commercial, farm, and does it with a personal touch that you just can't get with other insurance companies. For any insurance needs you may have, Tommy has the capability to provide you with the right amount of coverage. Tommy is not just a sponsor of the podcast. He is also my family's personal insurance agent and should be yours, too. Give him a call, shoot him an email, or message him on Facebook, and he will be happy to take care of any of your insurance needs.
2: And finally, Brad Irwin Customs. Contact Brad Irwin Customs for Bodies Interiors Fab Work Setup and Consulting. With Brad Irwin Customs, you can stick them deeper. Give Brad a call at 812-216-3900 Absolutely. And if you're looking um to kind of figure out, you know,
1: how Brad can help you, we're still trying to figure out exactly what was I see Derek Cleggs on on Facebook Live with us and we're trying to figure out exactly what the pose was uh that Brad had,
2: yeah, yeah, Derek, you know I brought that up on Facebook today. We're trying to figure out the uh Brad's pose there for you in your victory Lane photo from earlier this year. so yeah Derek, if you can uh if you can clue us in, I mean I, that
1: may have to be a private message, but if you can clue us in we're we're just we're really curious what uh what
2: Brad had going on there that night,
1: so you want to go ahead and introduce
2: our guest tonight? we got the super stock driver. It's going to be stroker Colton Sullivan drives the black number eight. Good to have you here this evening. Thanks for having me. Colton, I'm going to throw out
1: the same question I throw out to everybody. And I'll be honest, there are some things that I think we talk about and it gets redundant, but this one is not one for me. Where does your passion for this sport come from?
3: I've been in it since I was probably about two weeks old. It's born at the end of February. My mom had me at the track being in March. So I'm glad you clarified at the beginning of March because I
1: thought at first you were just gonna say Mom had me at the track. I thought I thought there was gonna be a really good story coming in behind that. I honestly think if she could have she would have. <laughs> well, if you'd if you'd have come on a Saturday night when there was a race, it would've just had to have been that way. Pretty much. She wasn't gonna leave a <laughs> yeah. bit. So so obviously, you know, it, it's it's a family thing. Um and that's what we hear all the time. You know, is that family connection, you grew up around it. But there's a lot of times the things that we grow up around, they don't keep our interest as we as we continue to grow up. What is it about this sport that brings you
3: back week after week? It's all I've ever worked for. There's really been nothing else I could ever picture myself doing, regardless of if it's being a famous singer or whatever actor like a lot of other kids want to do. All I've wanted to do is drive a race car, regardless if it's Brownstown Weekly or lucas oil guys weekly or nascar it don't matter to me and that and that i think
1: that's a cool thing that that sometimes as fans we don't understand because you know in a lot of the other sports and we talked before about stick and ball sports that lower level of the you know the weekly grinder doesn't exist i mean yeah there's there's adult softball leagues and there are some things but not on the level of what you guys get the opportunity to do and i think it's so cool to hear you say I just wanted to be a race car driver. I didn't care if it was NASCAR, you know, Lucas Oil, what it was. I just wanted the chance to run a race car, and that shows the passion and commitment you have.
3: Yeah, just even if I was driving a Hornet or something every week, and those guys deserve the same respect as the late model drivers get. It all takes the same amount of work regardless of what kind of car or where you're racing at, what level. It doesn't matter.
1: I, I agree 100%. We've said on here a yeah. ton that we don't see, as fans, we don't see the amount of work that is put in before Saturday night. We see everybody roll in Saturday night with their trailers, and it's like, oh, yeah, here, they, just, they rolled in, they're going to give us a show. We don't see the work in the garage and the effort and the countless hours it takes to get there.
3: Yeah, it's – I hate to say it's pretty ridiculous, but when you stop and think about it, it is. But –
2: like i said there people that are in it there's nothing else they'd rather do well also with with nascar and lucas oil those drivers very seldom are hands-on all week long you know they got you know specialists that do everything they show up on saturday and do race where you you know as a local racer you are working every night you know on your car that, that every night that you can afford to work on it let's say to make sure you're back racing again Right. I mean, them
3: guys probably got engineers on how to wash their cars. I mean, it's ridiculous. Right oh yeah. I mean, I pretty much do too with Greg Amick, but he's pretty picky. <laughs> and
1: I think it's I think it's cool too, you know, when you say that everybody deserves respect, you know, no matter what they're driving. And we've yelled about this on here, you know, depending on how the the night falls at Brown Sound Speedway and and I love that Jamie rotates where the class race. But there's nights that the Indiana pro late models are race and maybe it's the super stocks and Hornets or the pure stocks and Hornets left. And you watch people file out of the stands. And what amazes me is you paid $15 for a ticket and the best racing of the night is coming up. I don't know how many times I've sat there and watched everybody leave and watch the super stocks or pure stocks come out and put on the best show of the night. And I'm Mm -hmm. thinking that saved you 10 minutes to get down the road. I mean, I wait until the end of the show, and I pull straight out to Highway 250, and I'm gone. I never hit traffic. I, I don't understand that from that that perspective.
3: I think they should wait till the last feature of the night, and everybody still left in the stands gets five dollars off next week. Oh, that would be entry. great. Just encourage
2: people to stay. you know that right. would be
1: that would be a really cool promotion, and it would be really cool if. Jim did something like that randomly throughout the season. Right. And people not know about it. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I think that's, a, that's or we,
2: a. Or we give something away after the last feature of the night. Right. Something, you know, anything really. I mean,
1: yeah. Because that's the other thing, too. Depending on who's at the end of the night, I feel bad. You know, I usually walk down and still listen to the interview and wait for Matt to come back across, you know, before I pack my stuff up and go. But even then, that guy that's hitting victory lane the last feature of the night, like you just said, that may be the best moment of his season if it's his first win maybe his best moment of his career his or hers i should say um and you look out and there's maybe their family is still sitting in the stands and i i always you know i find the interviews as interesting as even the racing action a lot of
2: times to see that passion and see how much people are excited well i don't know if people realize this but bill grant with the hornets has won two features this year after his first feature win, he had a, he went to the hospital with a heart attack. I don't know if anybody yeah. realized that. His yeah. second feature win, this happened a couple of weeks ago, the screw fell out of his glasses, and his glasses fell off his face, and he's legally blind without them, raced the entire feature and won and couldn't see the racetrack. And he told that in Victory Lane. But look at all those fans that left and didn't realize that was a drama. He was he was battling that night and, and won the feature without able to see the racetrack. Right. And I kind of see that as
3: a sort of a disrespectful thing to the driver. I mean, they go out and put on a show for you, and then you just take off and don't give them a clap when they get out of the car, or you know, right. whatever. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, and I don't want to I don't want to upset the the race fans that we have that that listen to us. But this goes back to the same thing for me that that frustrates me with the the negative social media that gets posted. And I, I don't want to turn this negative right off the bat, but you know the the people that want to attack drivers and and tracks and promoters and and everything that goes with it but they're the same people that leave after their one class that they watch and they're already at home posting about how bad the racetrack was well, you didn't watch three classes you didn't you you didn't stick around to see it and that's always a big pet peeve of mine is you know you can tell when other people start bringing up other you know other things that happen they have no clue. They already packed up and went home, which is, which is sad. And again, it goes back to, you can't bash this sport if you truly love it and expect it to grow.
3: No, you can't. I mean, there's just
1: no room for it anymore. And and I understand disagreements. If you got a disagreement, if you got a concern, something to talk about, call Jim personally, you know, talk to somebody that's at the track, you know, there is no reason to air that dirty laundry on, on social
2: media. <laughs> I, I agree, you know, because like you said, you know, last week we brought up the the picture of the racetrack all grown up in weeds and it said be careful what you bash because someday it might not be there. And, you know, I know all three of us love this sport, and, you know, I'd hate to see it gone. You know, I, what would you do on a Saturday night? I well, guess. and we've already had rumors
1: of some local tracks and not Brownstown, obviously, but some other tracks in the area, Bloomington Speedway being one that has been, been rumored that it, it may be being sold and closed. And, I mean – I've I've said this before on here, that was my home track growing up. That not being there is like shocking to me. And again, that's a whole nother story because that wasn't race fans bashing Bloomington as much as the area around it. But that's shocking to me to think there won't be a Bloomington Speedway anymore. And and the possibility of that. Obviously I don't know that for fact yet, but that's scary to think about as you go forward. And that's something I don't think we always think about.
2: We just expect all these tracks to always be where they're at and ran the way they are. And, you know, Colton, I was glad to see you kind of uphold the Hornets. I mean, that's where you came from. I mean, I remember, you know, you raced in those, you know, for a long time before you moved up to the Super Stock. And it's always good to see people not forget where they came from and the, the classes that r- they raced in because, you know, I, I believe you're an up-and-coming racer, and I think you're going to go further than the Super Stocks you know in your career but it's always good to you look back and realize you know we can't forget these guys or this class or anything like that
3: yeah i've always got you know a couple buddies still got the hornets whatever and i'll never ever forget that's where i started and just honestly i've got a lot more memories driving a hornet than i do in a Superstock, even though i've raced in them about the same amount of time right because that's where i started and you can't ever forget that
2: i mean we talked before the show came on that that uh, you know i interviewed you and victor land on your senior prom you know you was at the racetrack instead of going to the prom you know when you was a senior so yeah you, you, know you, that. you can't have near as much fun at a prom as you can't the racetrack <laughs> I, I, mean. I agree with you there
1: i just wish i'd have known you back then because i'd have been willing to chip in for a a tuxedo fire suit for that <laughs> evening that would have been the best if you'd have crawled in with a tuxedo fire suit
3: heck i would have worked school that next monday <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i believe that 110 percent um you know and What I want to ask you is when you talk about going back to your days in the Hornet, how do you think starting in that Hornet has helped you as you've jumped into the Superstock?
3: I mean, as far as the driving, it really doesn't correlate to the Superstocks are so much different, but as far as getting around the racetrack and knowing how everything works, that's where that experience comes in. And maybe you learn a little bit driving wise, you know, the patience and they're slowly rolling in and out of throttle and a brake and whatnot, but those things are still a handful to drive. More so in a superstock. Oh, really? I mean, it's not made for that, but them guys could possibly make some of us superstock guys look dumb because oh, really? there's some really fast cars in the horse. I mean, Greg Garrison. Oh yeah, he is fast in that new car, and honestly, I think there's some nights he could beat me in my superstock with that thing because it's just ridiculous, and he can drive. yes yes he can
1: what what do you think what do you think the most and this is kind of a weird question but what do you think the most misunderstood thing is about the
3: hornet class people think you just gut them and go that there's really not that much work because i had people joke with me and i had mine that all i could do is bust windows out and throw a junky old cage in it and go to the racetrack it's just like building any other race car When you tear it all down, build everything back up to what it's supposed to be to go around a track. I mean, that's not even. And versus when I was racing to now, it's so much different. What guys are doing, you wouldn't think it would be being stock OEM parts, but it. I don't even know what they're doing now. I'm out of the loop. (laughs) And then.
1: When you look at your super stock, you know, even in the idea of, you know, the work you put in through the week, and I know the setups are, are are totally different, but what are some of the things you could bring from that, you know, even the bigger picture items, like, you know, how you how much you adjust or how far you adjust after a week? I mean, are, do you try to stay pretty close to the same setup, or if you you have a week off, are you trying to, you know, throw something at the wall and make it stick, for lack of a better better term, because... That's where I think I would struggle. If, and I've asked some of the other drivers that have been on, you know, they talk about we want to make real minor adjustments and see how it affects. I would struggle with, which Joey Hartwell actually said his dad Larry's like that, is I'd say, okay, we were bad.
3: Let's change it all and see where we go. So where are you kind of at with that? How do you try to adjust? Well, see, my car is so much different than pretty much everybody else's car I race with because it's the Leaf Spring car. And that was prehistoric back in the early 2000s <laughs> and you either make a tiny change as far as like an air pressure adjustment or something on those or you change something major and there is no in-between i mean it's really hard for us to adjust little by little and that's where those guys kill us on a night like saturday night where you can make a tiny change of the car and it makes a huge difference so it's either we swing for the fence or just stick with it and go i mean yeah. there's no no in-between
2: but you've had a very consistent year this year you know i I feel like you have been in contention you know every week you've showed up at the racetrack so you know i think you you and and greg you know got it figured out it, it seems like because you know you are battling a total different beast than everybody else you're racing against because it is a leaf spring car but i think you guys got it dialed in to where you know what minor adjustments to make to to get out there and compete with those guys week after week yeah and we've honestly
3: had the same setup on the car forever i mean from beginning of the year it's just little part failures that don't make me not finish but you know make the car a little slower right what have you that's been hurting us because that thing's prehistoric on its own (laughs) so
1: so if you had the ability to adjust you know more on a on a minor or had that flexibility of you know the other cars do you think that would do you think it would be tough for you to adjust to that knowing what you know now that it's swing for the fences or
3: go with it I honestly don't think i could drive anything but my leaf spring car because i'm so used to it i mean i could eventually learn but i couldn't come out of the gate and be as consistent as we are now i think i would really struggle because from what i've heard greg talk and my papaw talk and those two are just so much different on how they drive how you gotta drive a car Almost like switching to a different class, so I'm really comfortable where I'm at, and I honestly don't even think I could change my mind on how to do anything different
1: interesting and I know I know this is a this is a tough question and probably an unfair question as well, but do you have dreams of moving to a different class in the future? and I, again, I know what I know what the answer is. it's all financial and I, I get that part of it,
3: but is that something that you want to try and look forward to the future? I'd love to race a modified every week, but like you said, financially, that's a whole different ball game. and especially now, because the technology on those are the same as the late models. Oh, I yeah. mean Yeah. But I feel like later down the road, I could possibly do it, but I don't know. I mean, it'd be nice to drive for somebody, you know? Somebody that got an older driver now, And's gonna be retiring soon. Whatever you know, Right. us young people start filling in those positions instead of them just quitting. Mm-hmm. I think that's where our sports run in a little bit of trouble. Is the young people don't show the interest in that, and I just that's the only thing I could picture myself doing is just racing.
2: You hit the nail on the head, though. This the younger generation. I, I mean, you're part of the younger generation, but you're a minority. It, you know, your your generation of of, of kids just they're not into racing, you know, like mine was, or, you know, even Dustin's age there of, you know, we lived for the racetrack on Saturday night. And I mean, you was born into that. So that, that's all you knew, but a lot of the kids, you know, they could care less about going to the racetrack on Saturday and we're going to have to somehow figure out how to get them in and get them involved with, with this, you know, so we, we can just keep it going. I like Mike field said a couple weeks ago,
3: I don't know the answer to how to fix that. Cause that's a pretty broad, oh yeah horizon on how to fix that i mean i don't know if we got to
2: start offering tablets or something at the racetrack <laughs> for every seat or what but you know we laugh and you joke but there's there's a lot of truth to that you know if they don't have yeah. a screen in front of their face they're that live event isn't a big interest to them anymore
1: no because i think some kids think that they're dirt t- track fans in the sense that they play i-racing or they play some of these simulators but i i don't know that they've ever actually been to the track right I mean, and it and that's not a knock on some of the drivers we've had on that does that. I'm not saying that, but even some kids at school that I don't think ever go to the Saturday night races, they play racing and can tell you about things. But I, I think that there's that disconnect
2: between what the excitement is live. And, you know, just the history of it, you know, uh, you know, Ray Godsey sits in the grandstands every Saturday night. And, you know, when I was a kid, he was racing and to see him still there, you know, Dusty Chapman, I I don't know how many times I've told, you know, Dustin there that there was a time at Brownstown Speedway when Dusty Chapman showed up. You better watch out because he might put it in victory lane. And, you know, that stuff's all forgotten about, but they're still around. And we just don't have that flush of young generation coming in to fill it up, you know. I think
3: we've kind of gotten the backwoods redneck kind of label put on us. And kids nowadays, that's not cool anymore. You know, you think back to what i've heard from the 90s late 80s whatever that the guy cruising around in his square body chevy was coolest guy around you know oh yeah now if you drive a pickup truck at school you're the you're the hick you know <laughs> that ain't cool uh, not at our school <laughs> <laughs> or well we still hold on <laughs> well i'm from columbus so right, right the, yeah but yeah. i but i understand what oh, you're saying yeah. that change
1: yeah. that change has definitely happened Yeah. And, you know, and one thing that I think that to kind of go back to what Matt's point was right there, I think what people don't realize either, and I've compared this a lot to the stick and ball sports and, you know, as you grow up, but, and I've used him on here. Kevin Briscoe was my absolute favorite driver growing up. I watched him wheel a sprint car around Bloomington Speedway, and there's nothing like when that red and white number five was out there. And as silly as this is, and, and Matt can, you know he's verified these stories the no way out when they rolled out the white and red number five i was like a kid in a candy store i mean it was like being 10 years old again i was going to get and 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 kevin was going to walk out in his fire suit and i was going to get his autograph but also the fact that kevin briscoe has logged on and watched us on here as silly as that is that's one of my heroes i mean that growing up briscoe was one of my heroes and he's a he's accessible you know i think Mm -hmm. that people lose that side of it Yes, Peyton Manning is a great hero to have as as a as a football player, but Manning is never accessible to me, like you just said. Ray Guyzi is going to be sitting in the stands. I, I know exactly go, where he's going to be. You can go up and yeah. speak to him. I mean, Kevin Briscoe, like I said, has logged on and and watched us. And as silly as that sounds to a lot of people, that was like a moment when I saw his name pop up on Facebook Live. I was like, oh my gosh!
2: And I, <laughs> I know my brother's on here. I mean, he you know he's on every week, and he'll tell you you know. Growing up, our heroes were, you know, Russ Petro, Ray Gotzi, you know, Paul Crockett, uh, you know, Paul Schaefer back, you know, in the twentieth car, and you know, and like you said, I feel like I could go see my hero. Absolutely. You know, I could say hi to him after the races, and you know, the stick and ball sports and the football players, you know, they're they're in another pretty much on another planet, you know, to to that, and that that was such a connection to me that I could watch him race all night and then go down and you know see him and and, you know be around the the car and get you know get to smell the hot car after the racing and these kids are really missing out on that
1: and not even you know not even just the local brownstown guys i I, and i'm not knocking those guys at all but you know don o'neill was with us at the scotts Scottsburg fair race i mean now he was down there in the pits and, and wasn't running but He's still accessible. You will see him around all the time. And, you know, Don is a a Lucas Oil guy that yeah. has been has had tons and tons of success, still accessible. And that's what I think the younger generation
2: doesn't understand about this sport that is, is just the best part of it. Well, I'll go back to last Saturday night when Greg Johnson won the Hoosier Dirt Classic. You know, I said there in victory lane that I had sat in the stands for years and years and rooted for that guy. And then for me to go get to interview him, I mean that was that was a treat, you know, that you before I you know I ever got into announcing was just a race fan, I rooted for Greg Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the cool thing with that. And and Colton, you haven't gotten this pleasure yet, but you will at the
1: end because it always happens. But it's been really cool for me because and that's why if there's somebody out there that's got young kids, take them. Take them yes. and let them see because and I joke about this almost every week now, but you know, when my son went to three-year-old preschool and my wife did the whole cute board that Facebook always does. And we had to be one of those and ask what he wanted to be when he grew up. And he said, Spider-Man over the last year that he's now going to four-year-old preschool, we started throttled up. My son thinks that every driver that comes in here, you would think Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart walk in every week because it is it's, it's like above and beyond his interaction with drivers in here this year when my wife asked him i want to be a race car driver period i want to be a race car driver and i don't take him to the dirt track enough because of some of the other stuff i'm doing but once they get that interaction they meet drivers it it gets in your blood and you can't get rid of it
2: oh yeah
3: yeah i always remember running around with everybody at north vernon brownstown and seeing billy moyer run summer nationals and they're always right there you know oh yeah I mean that, and that's what—that's another thing that really made me want to race. Is I want to be that guy, or even better, I want to race against him one day, or even my uncle Jerry. And I want to beat that guy, you know? Oh yeah, because that's what I want to do. He's doing what I want to do. So He's my hero, you know. Any of them, my papaw,
2: any of them. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm sure Mike can remember this too. That we was at Brownstown Speedway, and Scott Blumquist rolled out for a race. I mean, I was a teenager and on his quarter panel it said sponsors welcome i mean he didn't have enough sponsors at that time to fill the race car i mean you look at the car now and he don't have enough room for sponsors which that and
1: i'm just going to call it, and this is not i know i make a lot of jokes about your age that is amazing to me to think about bloomquist and he had sponsors welcome on his car on I mean, the right
2: rear quarter panel that that's what it said was sponsors welcome because there was that, nothing to put on the quarter panel yeah
1: that that is to me that's like mind-blowing
3: i'm sure if he had room he still would put that on there
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure he's probably still got a small sticker
1: somewhere
2: that still says oh yeah but you know but do you look at that and you know that that's just unreal because you know then you know the first time i ever seen him race at brownstown you know that, uh, that guy became a hero you know because you know and that was back in the jeff purvis you know when purvis was pretty much a dirt god you know with with everything so Hey,
1: Jerry Adams asked, whose car did you learn to drive Leaf
2: Springs on?
3: His 20-year-old very first Superstock. <laughs> old Bessie, that thing, seen better days, especially after he got done driving what, it. Was that the white car? That was a yellow car. Okay, okay.
2: And I don't know why
1: it didn't, oh, he, he actually sent me a message to ask that. So I was going to say it popped up on my phone, but it wasn't coming up on the actual. Yeah, because
2: I've been watching for him to, uh, you know, Jerry Adams, you guys, you know, you know him as the Breeze. I don't know if you guys know that that is uh that's colton's uncle there so there's uh there's some connection there with with the racing also jaden Mayhan just come in and said uh he remembers when we were younger he always looked up to uh billy moyer and had to argue over playing with billy moyer's toy car at brownstown on the dirt and turn four so you remember that too
3: yeah but i always got billy moyer car because i was the oldest and <laughs> <laughs> so then nanny had to buy us another once so we an argue over it <laughs> so,
2: so one there, of you yeah. was billy moore jr then
3: he wasn't around then. We had no idea he even existed. We just knew the old man; he was the best. He so. just had two Billy Moyer's racing. That's right. So we knew
1: Billy Moyer was going
3: to win, no matter no matter how it come out. But then I got the new shiny one, so uh, it was it was faster that way.
1: But I'll be mm. honest, that, that, and I'm glad that that Jaden brought that up because you know that's a that's a cool thing too that that you get to see. And I know that every driver's talked about it, and every fan, but you watch the kids who are sitting there, and you know in turn four in the dirt they've they've driven they've drawn out their their dirt track and they've got their cars out and they are 100 percent mimicking what they hope to be doing in 10 to 15 years
2: and i think that dirt track in turn four is as old as the actual dirt track yeah oh absolutely i
1: I think that that has been there and i am positive more features have been run on that dirt track in turn four than on the actual track oh yeah yeah because they get 15 20 features a night out of that (laughs) I think you honestly, you know, you talk about doing something for the fans. I think you ought to walk down one night and interview the feature winner from the dirt track and turn four one night.
2: That might be something we might have to pull off I sometime. Think, I think you,
1: know? you come down and grab one of the kids and ask who won the feature tonight <laughs> and interview him right there.
2: What's your opinion on the fan appreciation? now? What, do you think we should do that more to get the people more involved and close to you guys? Or
3: That's my favorite night of the year, honestly. I mean, the whole autograph cards and hand them out to all the kids. They get so excited, you know. And you let them sit in the car if they want, and I mean a lot of them are too shy to ask even for the candy or whatever we got, you know. But I think we should do that as much as possible, just to because I think it brings new faces in. I've never seen half the people there, and they're going to go tell their friends about it, and you're just broadening horizon is all you're doing. Yeah,
2: and you know, like you know, you talked about you know when you won your feature there when you was in high school and you went back, you know, bragged that you was at the racetrack. You know, those young kids got to go back and say you know i went to the racetrack and this is what we did we got to go to the infield and be around all the cars and you know you would think another kid be like i want to go i want to do what he did on saturday night you said
3: you said it's about me going to racing on prom night they went and told their parents crazy old kid i go to school just went and raced instead of going to prom and they're like man that must be pretty sweet we're gonna go watch that you know yeah yeah (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, why would you give up prom night to go racing there must be something that we haven't figured out
3: spend a lot less money if you can believe that (laughs)
2: I oh, can because well, I know yeah, what problem costs. Yeah, so. yeah we, we've been the problem. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: and I, it's probably close, but it's still
3: less. Oh, yeah, by far, I think. I mean, <laughs> at least you got a chance
2: of making some money back rather than. Well, I got to go home. You know, whatever. Jeremy Owen. Jeremy Owen said he he actually raced in Turn Four when he was young, and then Daryl Burton said there's a lot of young, young talent down in Turn Four, and then your mom says. Just a few years ago, your sister played with race cars and dolls in turn four. So,
3: I mean, I don't know about all that, but we, I guess we can roll with that. I mean, ain't nothing (laughs) wrong, I guess. Well, I'm going to say this. You know,
1: usually there could probably be a, you know, a a sexist joke there about dolls in turn four, but after Aubrey Egan put her in victory lane the other night, I think it's all right for the dolls to be running (laughs) some cars in turn four.
3: I mean, I think I told you last time I wanted victory lane, she's mm-hmm. going to come up and bust yeah. us one of these nights, and that's sure as heck what she did. She yeah. flat
1: did it. And, I, again, no disrespect to the rest of you guys, but I said it. It would have been one thing <laughs> if she would have just, um, you know, ran away from it and there were no cautions. She had to start restart several cautions with you guys, you know, creeping up behind her, and I give her a lot of kudos for that. You know, that was a lot of respect for what you did. But I will also say this, I want to, because you did say that in victory lane. It shows the kind of driver she is in the respect that you've shown her, the respect that Heyman has shown her, and all the guys that have been involved, Mike Fields, yes. that have ran in that class. It's not just a, yeah, she's a she's a woman, and, and we, we're we going to say this. You guys respect her just flat out as a driver because she can, she can wheel.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, she I know she'll drive us the same way we drive her, and that's the whole respect thing.
1: Oh yeah. And I, and I just think it's so cool to see you guys, you know, and the way you said it, she's going to come up and spank all of us at some point. And, you know, and I remember talking to, you know, some of the other guys afterwards and said, man, she just flat put it on us. I mean, there was nothing else to be said. She showed us, she showed us who was boss that night. So, and, and that's, and it's, it's cool to watch all of you guys
2: kind of, go back and forth but that goes back to the competition of of your guys' class you know i I think you're between eight to twelve guys that could win any any saturday night you know just you know where you guys line up you know in your features you know to where you line up in the feature that decides a whole lot for you guys because you guys are all so strong and so equal that one little you know bobble and or a mistake and you know, you give it away to the next guy behind you. Yeah, even a bad
3: pill draw start off the night. Yes. It's, especially when the heat race, it's dusty. can not It's really hard to pass. You only got a certain amount of time to do it. And if you start 9th, 10th, 11th in the feature, you're going to have a hard time to even come close to top five. Yeah. As stiff as our competition is. I mean, even the guys that haven't won a feature this year that run 5th, 6th consistently, they're tough. I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got... Chumpy, Fry, them guys don't mess around. I mean, no, they're there to do one thing and
2: they do it well. But you guys, like Dustin said, you guys all race so good together that it ain't, I'm gonna get to the corner and just move him out of the way and pass him. You guys race it out. I mean, lap after lap. And like you talked before we went on there, you got you was four wide, you know, trying to get through lap traffic and you know, they're trying to race position wise back in the field and you're trying to get through them to get up to the front and. You know, nobody's giving an inch out there. And, and and to me, that there's a lot of nights you guys are the best race of the whole night. You know, no matter if it's super late models or the you know the pro late models there, you guys put on the biggest competition of the evening, most most evenings over there. And I think we can run like that because we all race together
3: so hard and every week that we all know how each other drive. Well, yes. this guy's going to go here, so I need to go here. And you can see that before it even happens. So that's why you don't really get in those situations where – you're running over somebody to pass them or right. just flat dumping somebody or whatever, you know. I do
1: want to say this real quick, and, and Matt, I'm learning a lot more about you. This makes so much more sense I was now. going to
2: bring this up because Mike's exactly right. We weren't allowed to play in turn four.
1: Well, now I understand. You were forced to sit, which is why when I go to races with you now, even when you're not announcing, you sit and announce. So I think <laughs> you were forced, instead of being able to play with the cars and drive, you were forced to sit and talk. Which is what's led you to being the
2: announcer? You know, I have announced probably, and Michael tell you this too. Every race I've ever been at my whole life, because I either mimic the announcer we was at, or you know, you guys idolize race car drivers. I idolize the announcers. I mean, I really did. And I've told you that before. Oh yeah, and I'm not making you fun of you. And I've said this
1: when we went to the Dream at Eldora. I didn't need headphones. Because I had my own personal announcer that went everywhere with me, and I'm not picking on you for that. <laughs> I had a guy who was calling the
2: race sitting in a lawn chair right next to me, and you know that was my thing. You know, we—I guess I realized we—we we was me and my brother were never going to race, so I had to figure out how to get into this game. Well, no, you couldn't even get to turn four. So no, we, yeah, <laughs> we weren't allowed to, you know, play the Hot Wheels in turn four. We had to set, you know, you know under the the roof there at Brownstown. and you know, I could take you to my seat right now today if if we was at the racetrack, but yeah i've I've announced my whole life you know so it's it's just fitting i guess that is what i do now
1: yeah i I, like i said i'm (laughs) i've figured i've connected all the dots now
2: yeah yeah mike's had a personal announcer the whole time we were young you know so
1: (laughs) mike i i I need to talk to you about how you how you you drown some things out scroll
2: down just a little bit more
1: (laughs) i'll tell all (laughs) yeah my
2: my brother says that he'll tell all that that I've always announced, so uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> no I mean it's
1: and and it doesn't e- the racing action doesn't even have to be going on. We can walk through the pits and you've got a personal announcer i mean it's and race historian and it is, and then I'm not again i'm I'm not being sarcastic, I'm not making a joke because it is fun to constantly walk around with you and get to hear the knowledge that you have about the sport and the passion you have for it so normally i make fun of you about things this one yeah. is actually being honest
2: well, i'm waiting for the other shoe to fall and the, the making fun starts you know it'll come later okay. it'll come later not right now hey but- colton let's get your sponsors out there man before we get any deeper i forgot to do that earlier there yeah we got a uh, black widow fab jp
3: slick Boatneck trucking waltz contracting and jimmy cooper fuel systems
2: and we've mentioned gray game a whole lot you know on here and uh you want to Tell how much he's helped you out with, with the racing there, and I mean, Greg is so
3: smart when it comes to anything with the race car, and it don't matter what kind of car it is. He's above and beyond anything I expected as far as help, and he's taught me so much about pretty much going fast. I mean, as far as driving, working on the car, maintenance, everything, and I couldn't thank him enough for it. I just wish he could race like i am but he's been having some tough luck you know the modified
2: venture since he likes to tear the right front off of every time (laughs) he goes out well that's the one thing i'm going to say about greg is if he is on the racetrack he's 110 percent in it i mean he greg races to be at the front no matter where he starts and makes a show out of every race i've ever ever seen him race in so that's uh he is a a race car driver by definition, you know, and I, and I mean that is the, the most respect I can pay anybody that when he goes out on the racetrack, he is there, you know, to park that thing. If him and I could agree on one thing, which is
3: very rare, but you don't roll into the racetrack to run second. You go to win, regardless of what you're in, what you're driving, it don't matter. And if you don't have that mentality, then you you aren't going to get it. I mean, he
2: has pounded that in my head so much. If you're going to do it, do it right, uh, and that, that's—I mean—that's a great way. To, if you—if you roll out thinking I'm going to be second, you might as well go ahead and pull off and park it because, like you said, you've already beat yourself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah.
1: I do want to say that uh, Debbie Wilson gave us a a shout out there from hello from the uh, the crew at Eldora. So a shout out to Debbie and Dirt Track Donnie Wilson.
3: Yeah, we're not jealous or nothing. No,
1: yeah, I am
2: not at all. Mark and Jamie Schaefer's there also with them. Joe Johnson. So I know the clan over there. So. it also
1: says don't forget the brick as a sponsor
2: yeah they can cook a premium burger if you guys yes they can good, man good chili and good burger oh yeah i my buddy that's where we go my birthday every year is the brick and and have a an adult beverage and a burger man it, so it'd be my birthday every weekend then
1: <laughs> i'm gonna say well you want to know when the other shoe was gonna drop i've never been invited to that birthday celebration
3: uh-oh uh, sorry
2: huh uh, zach burton would say oh boy <laughs> Yeah. Uh Uh Okay. I don't think I've been invited to your birthday celebration either. Because I never have one. (laughs) It ain't much of one. We drive to Jonesville, eat at the brick, and drive home. Sounds better than mine. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I do. (laughs) I'm I'm
1: losing my (laughs) losing my mind right now. But uh, Colton, I do want to talk about. We're going to get into the uh, the points here a little bit you know and i do want to throw out right now that in the uh wolston automotive super stocks right now first uh place is jason Heyman, and you are currently in second place behind jason and uh i know we talked a little bit you know before we got on air and things but what are your thoughts going forward what's the goal going
3: forward as we finish out the season i'm just gonna keep running like we know how to do and he's we're consistently running right next to each other so i'm not gonna be able to beat him by just beating him by one spot so he's gonna have to have a tough night or even run fifth and i win or something you know we can't run first and second or third and fourth or so as consistent as he's been all year he's gonna be up front so i'm gonna have to be on my a game every week from here on out
2: well you know you two got your battle but you know Aubrey's seventy points behind you, also, I mean if you guys get focused on each other too much you you, you gotta watch her too that's a, that's the thing, so
3: yeah, like us three have really been right there all year together, yes, and none of us can slip up or somebody's gonna take advantage, and it's just pretty much gonna be come down to a parts failure, I mean yeah, really,
1: yeah. yeah. And I want to point that out, too, because I, we, we've we made a big deal, and rightfully so, of Aubrey getting her first win, feature win in the Super Stocks, and being the first woman to do it at Brown Sound Speedway. In, in but the Super Stocks. In the Super Stocks, yes. yes. Um, but I want to point out, again, third in the points. That wasn't a – and I hate to keep bringing it up, but that wasn't a freak of nature that, that she ran. She's been consistent all year, and going back to what you said – She's been a tough competitor all year. She just hasn't had the breaks to get it into victory lane till the other night, but she runs up front every week. I mean, she's one that you guys are battling with that's in that
3: five or six that could win every week. Oh, yeah, there's, I mean, like you said, that group is just ridiculous how competitive we are, and you can't take nothing away from anybody. It's just some have been more fortunate to get those wins or second places to gain those four or five points a night. Yeah. That's made that difference.
2: And, you know, like like he said earlier, if anybody is getting up and leaving before they watch you guys race, they are absolutely crazy, man. Because I don't I mean, know
1: why you pay $15. I, I, I And I, I'm not trying to discourage anyone from coming, but you miss the be- some of the best action of the I mean, It's
2: all good. I mean, you know, I'm not going to take from any class. It's no, all the, good. But if you get up and say, I'm not going to watch this class, they're, they're crazy because – You guys put on a show, man. I mean, I don't even know any other way to put it. I agree
1: 100%. I mean, I'll be honest. Even when I go back on In the Fast Lane and watch races, you know, after the the Saturday night, the first two classes I go to, no matter what has ran, is pure stocks and super stocks. I want to see those races again because most evenings, that's the most side-by-side racing passing you know just competitive field. you'll see again lately the pure stocks haven't been as good because rick gum has has kind of ran away with things uh the last you know month but he,
3: hands down between those two classes are my favorite to watch and even with rick taking off like that look at the racing from second on back 100 yeah. percent. yes i mean yes. they were i'm pretty sure they were six wide at one point in time last week <laughs> it, it looked was. like it i didn't think brownstown was that wide but uh they sure made it that way. Oh yeah. And it yeah.
1: and it's amazing to me how many times in both your class and in the Pure Stocks that I've watched something setting it up and going, Here comes a yellow and said it out loud. Here comes they can't do this. And and not will they just make it work, they'll make it work for two or three laps. And yeah. you're like, This can't happen. This and then it amazes me in some other times that in other classes that Heck, two guys can be alone and, and end up getting into each other because what you guys can do night in, night out is amazing.
2: I think we just take for granted the caliber race car driver you guys are. I would agree and, with And you're that. not up in a super late model or something like that. I, I think you guys are as talented or maybe even more talented than some of the guys sitting up in the big super late model rides. And a lot of the people and the fans don't realize the level of talent you guys are at just because you're not up and not – that higher level of dirt racing
3: and i've heard kenny wallace say it, the best drivers in the country are at your local dirt tracks that's
2: that's a true fact if there ever was one i think so
1: and i think every year it gets more and more of that because and we've talked about it on here nascar and indycar is not just about driving anymore it's about marketability it's about ability to gain sponsors
2: how much money you bring to the table it, yourself
1: it's about a look it is not and i've said this you know, one of my favorite guys to watch growing up was Jimmy Spencer. I mean, and I, not a NASCAR champ. I was a Tony Stewart fan, but Spencer was right there next to it. Jimmy Spencer couldn't get into NASCAR today. He doesn't have the look. You don't come from the, you know, the the junkyards and, and work your way up and make NASCAR. He wouldn't have the look. He wouldn't get the sponsors. He wouldn't fit what today's is. He fit. Winston Cup, you know, that was that was that mentality. So...
3: And look at Dale Earnhardt Jr. I mean, as redneck talking as he is, if his last name wasn't Earnhardt, I don't think he would have ever lasted in NASCAR that long. He wouldn't be announcing right
2: now if he was, If his last name wasn't Earnhardt. Exactly.
1: No, and, he, and I'll be honest, he's the best thing that's happened
2: to the booth. I mean, I, hey, in my opinion. I was all about it when they announced the race in racing t-shirts. Uh, they, they just needed to do one more thing and I would have been totally bought in. And that would have been cut the sleeves off him t-shirts
1: sons <laughs> <Sun's> out <laughs> guns out baby but you know and and i mean it though i i he has brought he and again i don't want to make it about because we talked earlier about it just being a redneck thing but he has brought that passion to the booth it's yes. not a business to him i mean as funny as it is and i know we've talked that it really wasn't a slide job but when he's yelling in the booth slide job slide job slide job say that's not him announcing that was him being a race fan which i know we've talked about you try to announce like a race fan as well but that's what nascar has needed
2: is a guy that's just a
1: fan that has the same passion
2: Uh, i'm gonna say one more thing about nascar and we're gonna get off that boat but uh somebody asked denny hamlin before the race sunday night about the cushion and he was quick to point out there's never a cushion on an asphalt track (laughs) So, you know, they have tried to incorporate your guys' world into NASCAR, I think, to draw fans. And it's almost like there's a little pushback because, you know, like this the slide jobs and up on the cushion, you know. And Hamlin was real quick to point out you're not going to find a cushion out here. Can I also
1: say one crazy thing that I heard the other day? And, I, and again, I know we want to get off this, but the new NASCAR heat game is getting ready to come out. And they've built in a lot of dirt Dirt tracks but I was watching a video of the preview because there's a, I mean, there's a whole, there's like, I think eight or nine dirt tracks on there now. And about half of them are real dirt tracks and the other half are like fantasy dirt tracks. They've put in a dirt road course. Did you see that? Yes. I mean, that is, I I can't wait just to see it because that is the most ridiculous idea I've ever heard is running, I mean, that's like true off-road that's almost like a rally car race. That's, that's exactly what I I thought. So, yeah. So I I just I know that's a total side note, but when you said something about that, it made me made me think of that. So, but it is cool that the NASCAR game is building those dirt tracks in even more. I mean, last year we just had Eldora with the trucks. Now you're really going to have a dirt series in there.
2: And I have like a, you know, a groove burned into my NASCAR race because that's all I race on is the Eldora track on that NASCAR race. So. Would you ever like to go race Eldor?
3: Oh yeah, definitely.
2: Probably modified, not a late model. Oh really? Yeah. I... Jeremy Owens will probably tried to talk you out of that since he just went over there, you know, Sunday and came home with the blowed up motors. Yeah, so. I
3: heard about that. That does
1: not <laughs> sound
2: like a good time.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm gonna throw this out here because I know that Jeremy was listening earlier and and was was on Facebook Live, but you know, and we we started talking about points and. We've got Jeremy and the A and K excavating uh, UMP modified points right there in second. Behind. Just now,
2: just now, last Saturday he went to second place.
1: And you know, we we talked about Zach Burton last week. But if there's if there's people out there that's looking for a guy that you know they want to jump behind and sponsor and and get their name on the car and help him get back to the track. He's running second in points. He has a great opportunity. Um, what is it there? 28 points. 28 points. He's behind points. Uh, boatneck. boatneck. And it's a <laughs> great opportunity to jump on with Jeremy Owens. And, again, personally, best-looking race car. Sorry, Colton. At the track on Saturday nights, in my opinion, personal. Jack Fry, if they're listening, they'll get on to me again. Um,
2: you can't pay no attention to them, guys. <laughs> they're a little crazy. Uh, uh, Colton's not going to say <laughs> nothing about that because Boatneck Trucking is one of his sponsors. So I know he's not going to encourage you know Owen's a pass Matt there so it's uh, Oh, tell Matt he needs to step up his game. He's been slacking. It.
1: So and, and again, it's and it's and I want to point out that's not me being negative about about Matt. It's no. just if I'm as a race fan, I want them both on the track to finish the season out yeah. to race for the points.
2: I, I'm the same. I don't want Matt to win just cuz Jeremy has parts failure. If, I want to see them race and whoever wins wins. If so.
1: Matt had blown his car up, I'd be making the same statement yes. right now. format so it has nothing to do with that it has to do with the fact we got a a handful of races left here at the end of the season let's get a chance to see these two guys battle it out for the opportunity to win a track championship at brownstown Well you want to go
2: through the rest of the points well the uh we had several changes in the points after last saturday devin gilpin now uh your points leader in the, the super late models he's over Alan Magner there by 27 points so everything close there. Um Steve Gotze up, up to third with that. Carly Holt fourth, and Jared Bailey, your top five in the in the super late models. Um then you like you said, you got Matt Boatnik, your points leader. Jeremy Owens running second and 1979 late model track champion Dennis Boatnik, third in the points and modified. So to me, that is absolutely amazing you know he was a track champion when i was eight years old i know neither one of you was born so we, i'll get that out of the way dustin but uh i'd you what dennis is in better shape than any three of us right here. oh that's a fact <laughs> that is a true statement yes that man is an yeah. animal oh my gosh yeah and then uh, that is a great point to throw out right there i will i will back that up 110 percent ryan thomas is fourth but i heard today that Ryan has sold his car. so Sold the dream sickle. Yeah, he will not be back racing for the rest of the season. So with uh, Gilpin and Hines and Logan Mounts behind him, I don't know if that will change it. There's quite a bit of a points get jump there between Ryan Thomas and Gilpin. Yeah, so, you got about 300 points difference right there. I think, Ra- right I think there. Ryan might be setting pretty easy there. And then, the, you know, the, the pro late models, man, that has been a battle all year there in the top there. Tyler Kane right now, your points leader. Uh, Raymond hum- Humphrey second. Tyler Neal third, Justin Bowling, been on the show, friend of the show running for rookie of the year in the, in the pro late models is setting fourth, And then, Oh boy, Zach Burton is fifth. So that's pretty cool there. And then super stocks, like we said, you got Jason Heyman first. Can I, can I interrupt real quick there? Yeah.
1: I just want to say it again. And, and, uh, um, I just want to point out last week we had Zach on and again, same kind of situation, um, which I did see that Brad Irwin said we ain't done yet. So I'm, I'm excited that, I'm sure Brad's talking about uh, you know us commenting on um, Jeremy and and the issues he had. So so excited to hear that. But I do want to throw out again a big thank you to Rob Kent um, last week watching the show, listen to Zach uh, was inspired by him and and threw out a, a sponsorship. Now I I did hear that I'm in I'm in deep trouble because um, off the air I obviously bumped that up from he he offered 200 I end up writing the check for 201 I heard that I'm in deep trouble um, for outdoing him so something's going to come my way but I want to again thank Rob for his kindness and and reaching out and, and doing what he did last week so sorry to interrupt but I
2: wanted to at least give him another shout out then our our Wilson Automotive Superstocks Heyman is in the lead but Colton very close second place Aubrey very close third place and then you got JT Huffman Jack Fry your top five but, I mean, you can't rule out David Brewer, you know, Steve Hollers and Tim Shumpy either. So, I mean, you, like I said, your guys' class is just stacked deep, man. Oh, it is. And you got the young and the old guys have been racing
3: for longer than I've been alive, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, the experience
2: that we're racing with is unbelievable. I mean. Do, do you learn just from racing with them? I mean, do you ever go on the track and race one of those guys that's been around the track a million times and realize, man, they just did something I didn't know I could do and, you know, kind of follow that or
3: oh yeah i mean even if you just sit and follow people you watch you can see what they do in the car i mean it's unbelievable once you get to race with people what you can learn like wow. i found out the hard way that jack fry is really hard to pass on the bottom <laughs> you're not gonna pass him on the bottom and i hope he hears that too because i give him crap all the time for it
1: well it's because you know texas roadhouse you throw all your stuff on the floor he's gonna stay right oh. down there at the bottom. He's he's going to bottom feed it with those peanut
2: shells down there on the floor and then we're going to go off to our our pure stocks Derek Clegg, your points leader keaton strevel running second jeremy hibner third zach stalker who was one of one of our very first guests ever on the show absolutely long before we had the setup we have now yes he made he's up in the fourth and then josh hayes is fifth and our buddy dirt track donnie wilson just outside the top five so donnie working his way up there and then with your hornets Bill Grant, great. all I gotta say about Bill Grant is a great, great guy. If if you've never met met Bill, I mean he is definitely worth making a friendship over because I, I he's probably one of the most genuine people you ever find, ever find in the pits. And then uh, uh, Andrew Rourke runs second, Josh Hallett's third, Shannon Walt fourth, and then rookie of the year candidate there, the twelve of Buzzy Zurich, there is in the top five there. And, again, let's,
1: uh, you know, we're we're right at an hour here. Let's uh, let's go back to the schedule and talk about again. Off this week, World 100 Weekend, um, and off for that. Then come back in September 15th as the mm-hmm. Hornet Special. Yep. Uh, you'll have the Indiana Pro Late Models, Modified Super Stocks, Pure Stocks, and obviously uh, the Hornets. And then we get into – guess what?
2: Hornets will run first all night that night. So you was talking about rotating out the, the classes. Absolutely. It being the Hornet special night, the Hornets will actually have an audience to watch them race, and like we talked earlier, that's a good thing, I think, that uh, some people's going to watch them that probably ain't watched one Hornet race this year. And yeah. I appreciate that about what,
1: you know, Jamie and, and Jim do over at Brownstown and rotating those because it gives everybody an opportunity to, A, get in and get home early, which yes. is a nice thing for some of these classes, but also to be in front of a crowd and, and have some people wait around. Yeah, and then we get into the big weekend, the 21st and 22nd again on Friday the 21st you got the 6th annual Bowman 50 for the Indiana Pro Late models which obviously also includes uh the Pro Late models Pure Stocks Hornets and the King of the TQs with the Lucas Oil uh Jackson 100 qualifying that yeah. night. And then on Saturday night is you know for for Brownstown Speedway again. It's great racing every Saturday night. But to steal a term from another one, it's the granddaddy of them all. Um, and the Jackson 100 there on Saturday night. And and I'm just I'm going to say this, and I, I don't want to knock you know, the Hornet special on September 15th, but if you're someone who has teetered on being a dirt track fan and coming out to a race, come out September 22nd.
2: I, I, I'm going to come out for the weekend. I would agree. Because F- find Friday the way night to come is a great, I agree with that. The weekend and i think you'll be sold after you friday and saturday night there
1: it was tough for me to say that i'm glad you can because unfortunately friday evening i have a work requirement that you don't have now yeah i have one it's a at brown sound Speedway. yeah i'm i i did not have that out but i'll be there saturday night for the jackson 100 so but but, then, but get out for that weekend i mean when you see the passion of the race fans that weekend and the excitement and what will go on i don't know how you can't fall in love with the sport
2: daryl burton asked if they'll be qualifying daryl i think they will i think it'll be the uh, hot lap qualifying like we let the indiana pro late models do so i think we'll get them qualified like that i'm uh, kind of hoping uh, buckwheat shows up that night so uh yeah you better get old blue rocket singing that <laughs> night <laughs> And then on a September
1: 29th, Senior Night. That's the NAMPRO Late Models Modified Super Stocks, which is a Brandeis Series race, Pure Stocks and Hornets. And I want to say again, we talked about when we had Mike Fields on. I I, I gave the bounty, the original bounty money to um, Aubrey Aubrey the night that she won, because originally I would said if anybody else can run win a Brandeis race. So with you here, Colton, I want to say we got two of these left. What I said is since mike fields didn't start that race i will put the bounty back in place um in the sense that if you outrun mike fields on the track i got a hundred dollars from throttled up the podcast going to that driver if mike fields wins out the next two brandeis races and sweeps them hundred dollars goes to him so i'm going to give out a hundred dollars one way or another all you got to do is get up front and win that, win, win one of those two races, and it's all yours. I've been close two times. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> so close. Yes. Yeah. So, and again, then on October 6th, championship night, again, Indiana Pro that Late fi- Models. Final
2: points night there.
1: Modifieds, the Brandeis Series Super Stock Race, Pure Stocks, and Hornets. So, a great opportunity to get one of those last two, Colton. And, and uh, you know, obviously you got the Brandeis sticker on the car, so – that's a thousand dollars to win with a hundred dollars from Thought of the Pride podcast. Be a nice night to take eleven $1, hundred dollars home.
2: And we, you can't leave out the twenty third annual Fun Fest either. I, I was going to get there. I was just you know, that I was touching uh, on the Brandeis races. You know, that's a to me. I think that's like the funnest night for everybody because there's no points involved. That's the last weekend. Everybody's going to have a race car out. You know, they're all going to go to the garage and get sold, rebuilt, or whatever. So it's just it's time to have fun. You know. It, all around i think for that so
3: yeah i'm gonna try to talk greg into driving my car oh is that right i'm gonna try to yeah he says he won't do it but i think he will
2: i think i've seen Jaden in almost everything he could get in last year at the fun fest you know (laughs) so because i had to keep watching helmets because you guys are switching out cars so much yeah i got to
3: drive sam ray's car last year at thursday night and that was the most fun i've had in a race car
2: let me ask you this is do you think sam ray looks like eric church man yeah, you see him with his aviator sunglasses I, I did. On. He came up to the draw shack. Me and Jamie were in the draw shack, and he came up with these aviators and these, his ball cap on. And that was the first thing I said to him is like, my God, you look like Eric Church. So, Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> I thought we were
3: parking next to a celebrity for a minute. <laughs> he might think of himself as a celebrity sometimes. I mean. Oh, yeah. He's kind of got that Greg Amick vibe going with him, you know.
2: <laughs> well, Colton, uh, again... You know, hey, wait. My my brother asked a pretty good question here, so I got to get this in here. He asked, uh, "If you hear any noises like the last few laps when you're leading, like do you hear? You know, your mind gets working on like that car's breaking down or something when you're coming for a win." So, hammered down.
3: Just keep going. If it's the last few laps, you just kind of roll with the punches.
2: Curtis Kaiser, no, Cowboy, say, also yeah. from Pewter Hall, just said, "Breaking news." Rick Gum Bounty is in the works. Details to follow. So, yeah, look out for that. Look out for that stock. in the pure stocks. That uh, so
1: we've got a Brandeis Series Super Stock Bounty on Mike Fields, and looks like a Rick Gum Bounty coming in the pure stocks.
2: Oh, Cowboy uh, Curtis Kaiser work, and you know, I have said I said this all last year, and no offense to any other sponsor at brownstown Speedway, but Curtis Kaiser is probably one of the coolest sponsors in dirt racing because he has found ways to put money in driver's pockets almost every week we've raced and cowboy i'm kind of excited to see what you're going to do so this this is going to be interesting
1: absolutely and colton again thanks for coming out again it, it's it's amazing to us week in week out the drivers that are willing to give their time and come down here again on a wednesday night we know how busy you guys are you know in the garage and and hanging out with us and just getting to talk something that we're passionate about. We don't get to sit in the seat like you do. Um, No one would want me in the seat because I know I'd drive off turn one and turn three again. Um, But thank you for spending the time with us and kind of telling us your
2: story. Well, thanks for having me. It's an honor. I I think we might need to, like maybe Sunday after Enduro, just see what he could do. You know, we we know enough people now that... uh, I
3: mean, if Greg Amick drives my car... Liable not have a right front on it, but if he manages to make it through
2: <laughs> without tearing something up, you could you're more than welcome to try it out. That would be really scary. I always laugh at those guys that talk up all Fun Fest weekend and then you know somebody lets get them right. get on it Sunday and they're letting off before they get to the flag stand to turn to the corner. I you can know?
1: tell you this is what exactly would happen it would be going back all the way to one of our original episodes with Josh Moffat. It would be that, or when Ricky Bobby in the movie comes back from his injury, I would think I'm going really, really
3: fast. 26 mile an hour.
1: (laughs) I would not not be doing nearly... I would want to go back to to Nathan Bowling and say, please tell me you caught that on tape because I was flying. (laughs) I'd have to watch it like two or three times the speed to feel good about it. So I know I can't do it. I would love to get behind the wheel at one time just to see how awful I really would be, but... um, i i know i don't have what you guys have it's you guys do an amazing job
2: see i know i couldn't do do it either that's why i just talk I, well you and, you, and you i love how you know neither one of us
1: can but you pushed me right out there
2: payback sometimes is that way man mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> never been invited to the brick for your birthday just gonna throw it out there all right, we so, just might have a brick day. It might be throttled up at the brick. I think that's why we Ooh, need we need to get a hold of the brick and see if we can. <laughs> yeah,
1: Col-
3: Colton is
2: <laughs> in. He'll be a return. Guest we we need to get a hold of the brick and see if they would just let us hold court there one time, man. Love so. it.
3: Love the idea. So we get my papal down there. That'd be a treat then. Because yes, about w- everybody down there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you could get a lot of people too. Randy petro goes down there all oh, time. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, we could have a heck of a heck yeah. of a, so, an audience, live audience. At the so brick.
2: if the brick's still listening, uh, let us know. We might just set. Court at the brick one night,
3: so I love it. Just have like each questionnaire, like 10 15 minutes, person walking the door because there's
2: liable to be somebody that has to do the racing as a walking in the door. Oh, yeah, every time I've been there, I've, I'm like you, I've seen two or three people that that race, you know, in there. So when I'm there on my birthday, all right, well, thanks, <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you to everybody for joining us. um uh, on Throttled up the podcast, and uh, again, Colton, thanks for being here, and and good luck the rest of the season um, as you as you work to to chase down bird and and make it tough on him and and see what you can do.
3: Thank you, I'm gonna need it. And uh, now it's my chance. She said something about luck. I need to find a new draw person because my mom <laughs> is fired. She's
2: fired. <laughs> a- Angie, hear that? You are no longer employed on Saturday nights.
1: I just, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, I love. Being at the draw shack and watching the people that get sent up, it's like, God, they they told me to come up here and draw, and I know it's going to be bad. And 99 out of 100 times, it's awful. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I I would just text them and tell them what you drew. I wouldn't even <laughs>
3: head back. She keeps telling me, just wait, whoever's in line behind me, just have him draw regardless of who it is it doesn't matter just hey press this button real quick so i think that's what i'm gonna do next saturday i don't whoever's behind me watch out i'll tell you what if i'm in the draw shack i'll push the button for you because it can't getting any worse so I, i'm willing to take the heat well, i tell you what the first night we raced i drew 100 and we rained out next week i'm like can't draw no worse drew a 99 the next week i kid you not if I couldn't be mad, I got a better number. <laughs> yeah. When you get a hundred it's all up
2: from there, man. Right.
1: <laughs> all right. Thanks everybody for joining us and good luck to everybody as we finish out the season. <laughs>
0: Got to get back to it. I've been the Kenny Wallace of the rap game. Ever since I hit him with that dirt track thing. Now nationwide, everybody knows my name. They're like, mama, that's Kenny Montgomery. He sings that song we like. Yeah, boy, that's me. Roll like the trailer, I'm flossin'. Huh. Them Hoosier tires glossing. Yep. Them cold kind, we're tossin'. Right. They know I came to wreck it, yet I rarely bring out a caution. I hit the high side, boy, I park it for Brian Clausen. Uh. I do them like Kyle Larson. Watch me throw them sliders. Party in victory lane, and y'all boys ain't invited. Ready? Your mama gets excited when I pull up to unload. Hey, Even your grandpa talking about, it. man, that boy too cold. Right. We don't sit on 24. We don't ride on spinners. Uh-uh. I'm posted up on M15s with platinum dirt defenders. Yes. Got kids up in my window like, hey, Mo, are you going to win it? Uh-huh. Yeah, I hope y'all brought some stamps because y'all know I'm about to send it Boom. on me. Dirt, 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 I'm all about that. Dirt, 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 I'm throwing. Dirt, 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 I missed that. Dirt. Dirt, dirt gotta get back to I'm it. a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that. dirt, dirt, dirt. Dirt gotta get back to it. I just won hot laps for the third week. Huh? Lil Dave said he thinks we're in the first heat. Yeah. So I go and check the board on my bike. Sitting outside cold. Y'all know what it's looking like. Uh-huh. W, W, that's another George W. Hit him with that half a lap. Like, dang, what gear are you running, in And where'd you get that fire suit? Man, I like that stitching. Velocity USA. Hey, just tell Brad that I sent you. I'm shining like I'm Rubbered up and I'm smiling for the pics. Y'all boys be looking tacky while I stay looking slick. So Four new rims, no new friends. They never know what I'm planning. Never. And mama just gave me them eyes like, dang, hey, maybe you looking handsome. Hey, friend, be praying, sing the anthem. Nobody takes a knee. Uh-uh. We stop and show respect, cause we're all proud to be in right. the land of the free and the home of the brave. Y'all better wake up and get it. Uh. We're making America great again. Let's all go out and kick it okay. on here. Dirt.